What is the most used man-made material on earth? You guessed right, it's concrete. Look around, it's everywhere. Sidewalks, driveways, foundations, floors you stand on, and even entire buildings are made out of concrete. So why don't we discuss it more? In each episode of Concrete Logic, we will explore one concrete-related topic with the help from industry professionals that are shaping the future of the trade. We'll talk with suppliers, contractors, architects, engineers, specialists, and even some proponents of competing materials about their views of concrete and their vision of its future. And welcome to another episode of the Concrete Logic Podcast. And today I have Jim Klinger from the American Society of Concrete Contractors, uh, uh, better known as ASCC. Jim, thank you for coming back on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, when we were done with the recording the last episode, we were maybe not purposely brainstorming on a, on a new, the next episode. And you were saying a, a good thing for us to discuss would be the books or reference materials, all great concrete contractors should read. And so that's what we're doing today. That's what uh, you and I are getting together and we're going to discuss that. And uh, if you don't mind, why don't you kick us off? Where? Why are we talking about this today? And and then we we'll get rolling into the the different materials that we think we all should read. Sure. A lot of the phone calls that I get from our members, as it turns out, looking back on it, there's a lot of those calls probably didn't need to happen if the concrete guy would read certain documents, have things available right on his desktop, and. Based on what we talked about last time, I, I made a list of, of things that I used over the years and I found to be quite valuable. And a lot of these, I guarantee if you have them and you know them, you're going to make money or you're not going to lose money. Let's look at it that way. Top of the list, ACI 301. Not really a book, it's a document, specifications for concrete construction. The latest edition is 301-20, and before that was 301-16. So you go, you can't really print them anymore because they got it. There's like a print wall, like a paywall from ACI. But Yeah, they got to make money somehow. Sure. But, but if, you found, <laughs> if you found a way, what I did was I, I printed it out and did a three-ring binder, and I kept it on my desk. And you just you just read through page by page at lunchtime or something. And it's, it's the whole business is in this document. And now, or was for some time, the way they have it worked is all a design team has to do is mention ACI 301 in the specs. And you as a contractor now own that document. And they've since, they, they made a little refinement. If the engineer or the design team in the specs says that you have to do the work per ACI 301, what that means is you own, unless otherwise specified, sections one through five only. Anything more than that, they have to specifically bring up in, in the specs. And so you say, okay, 
what's in the first five sections that I now own? And general requirements. They talk about submittals. What's, what is required for submittal? Pre-construction meetings, testing, inspection. There's a section on formwork, a section on reinforcing steel, a section on mixed designs, and, and then section five is handling, placing, tolerances, surface finishes, all that kind of stuff. And then you say, okay, what's beyond chapter five? Section six, architectural concrete. So they can't just put in their documents, hey, Mr. Contractor, you own 301 architectural concrete. They have to specifically go through and pick out the parts that apply to the projects. In other words, they have to do some thinking before they write their spec. There's a section in seven, lightweight concrete. Section eight, mass concrete. PT, industrial slabs, tilt-up, precast, those kind of things are all specialized topics that have to be specifically referenced in the in your design documents. But the first five sections, they just have to write one sentence and, and you now own it. So I would recommend that to con what, what I tell our callers is to print this out, put it in a binder, and just go through every day at lunchtime for an hour or something, or a half hour, whatever it is. And you find that you start looking through this and you there, there's things that maybe you forgot or things you didn't know before. And to this day, I'll go through it and I'll see something that I didn't really see before or understand before. It's If you had to get one document and that's all you had, I would go to that. And then, of course, in there, that references all the ASTM standards that you need to know and other ACI documents that that you should have on your desktop. Another one is ACI 117 is tolerances. Obviously, that's for your the allowable deviations and so on that you're allowed as you do your foundations or your cast in place concrete rebar. Mix, some of your mixed design information is in there. And maybe even more important is 117.1, which is the guide to tolerance compatibility. So that is, now that you have 117 tolerances, how does that work with all of the follow-on trades? And that is just a, a, a fantastic document. In there, they talk about the history of tolerances, how they're supposed to be measured, who's responsible for doing what in the course of the design, who's supposed to coordinate the tolerances, and then how does that work with your follow-on guys? So, for example, there will be a section on elevator shafts. So they'll have a table. What is the ACI tolerances and what is the elevator guy? What is his industry telling him that his tolerances should be? What are his expectations? And they do structural steel, window wall, curtain wall, block, ADA, all of these different topics. And so that we use two, three times a week. I'll end up going to that document to help out one of the members with a coordination issue or some kind of an issue with a follow-on trade, some kind of a, 
conflict or or whatever it may be. Another one that that is a ACI three eighteen, the design code. Now this is what five six hundred pages now, almost six six hundred pages, and they tell you that this is something that is really not written for the contractor. It's written for the design team and so on. But there is a chapter in here, chapter 26, that is very valuable to the concrete contractor. It tells you what is the design team supposed to be showing on their drawings? What are they supposed to be calling for in their specifications? How do you do a mixed design? What information do you need to include? Acceptance of concrete. What kind of testing is involved? How often? What type of test? Different different things from the inspection standpoint. All in Chapter 26. So if nothing else, I would get this big book just for that one chapter. Just a fantastic, fantastic document. And you got to know, you got to know as a contractor what you owe the project going into it. And you're going to find that here. This is what the engineer is going to be looking at when he decides to put in his contract documents what you owe. So you should know the other guy's playbook, right? Yeah. And that was 318? Is that what you said? 318. That's the building code. That's the yeah. That's the whole that's, nut right there. That's the that's, big one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as you're going through these, I'm I'm looking them up. Yeah, that one's 624 pages long. And obviously, they have the digital versions on their ACI store. They really push the uh, membership, so you get the cheaper price well, too. And, and and they tell us now that the I'm on, I'm on one of these committees, and they tell us that the objective is to try to streamline the code and make it smaller. When when I first started in the business, you could take 318 and fold it and put it in your back pocket. It was like maybe a hundred pages or something. <laughs> now, you know, this right. thing, you, you got to worry about sticking this in your in your suitcase going to the airport. And it weighs 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 quite a bit. But anyway, quite yeah. A, even though they tell you it's not geared towards the the contractors, not the audience, I would get a copy of it just to know what the other guy's playbook is. And then there is, a, like I say, Section 26 is something that's uh, uh, very important to, to the concrete contractor. Yeah, well, especially, too, if uh, as a, a contractor, if you're participating in, in projects that are design build, you definitely want that reference as well. And you can back check your design team friends, make sure they're actually correct. We get called every couple of weeks. Hey, we, we just got, we just got court and they're telling us we have low breaks. Do we need to start coring? That kind of thing. And so, it's helpful to understand what is going on in the engineer's mind so that you can help prepare your counter to whatever they're telling you, how to proceed next through the testing. Do you really need to be taking cores? 
or is it yeah. something that can be solved with a pencil and a calculator and a little bit of engineering judgment? Is there any, Jim, do you, is there any rhyme or reason for when they update these things? Is there a time period that do they do it every two years, four years or something like that? Yeah. The, each one of these has a, uh, like ACI 301, right now the current one is 301-20. Before that, it was 16. And before that, it could have been like 10 or something. ACI 117, the latest copy is 117-10. They were supposed to have a, a more current version, but because sometimes with ACI, the wheels of progress grind slow and ACI 117 won't be updated. I'm going to say maybe 24, 25. ACI 318 right now, the latest edition is 318.19. And we're working on this code cycle will be, and that will be on time. 318.25 will be the next version of that. 301, you're probably not going to see here for another couple of years. No. Um, for ACI, there's another document, and it's it's called the ACI Field Reference Manual, MNL 15. Now, here's one that you buy. We're talking less than 200 bucks, right? So for that combines all of the ones that we just talked about, except 318. You got 301. 117, 117.1R, which is the tolerance compatibility. 211, which is how to do your proportion of your mix designs. 224, causes evaluation and repair of cracks. And it just goes on and on here. Guide to hot weather concrete, guide to cold weather concrete, different specifications, curing, guide to formwork for concrete and so on. And so all of these are in one, now it's a PDF file, but that is, if you had that, you had the whole ball of wax for $200. And I think that they, this ridiculous that they, that, that they charge 200 bucks, it's, you know, it's probably 2000 is probably a more fair price for, for what you get. It's really cheap. So for the contractor that doesn't want to spend money up front, you're doing yourself a disservice. Spend the $200 and get every one of your field guys should have this, especially now since it's a PDF file. They don't have to carry around a five volume set with 2,000 pages of paper. It's all in a searchable PDF file. So that's. Yeah, so that was the. MNL-15, and it looks like the the current version is from 2020, Field Reference Manual. And on the website, on ACI's website, it's uh, $194 for member, $239 for non-members. $200, and for crying out loud, you could make that back 
in in one phone call, right? Or one oh yeah, one 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 reading. So the value there is just tremendous, and so then then we have a collaboration between ACI and ASCC. One of the committees is 117 Tolerances, where we, we've collaborated for that. And then we have here the Contractor's Guide to Quality Concrete Construction. This is also known as ACI MNL-5. Okay, so you can buy this on the ACI website, or you can buy it on the ASCC website. And I think right now we're talking about 60 bucks, 70 bucks or something for this. And again, is that the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is that the fourth edition? Is that the one we should be looking for? It's MNL fourth edition. That's the one right here. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I'm on ACI's website. It's 69 bucks for members, 99 bucks for non-members and yeah so in There's here a lot of, cha yeah. chapter safety which is which is good and then it, it it follows quality control and 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 how to do quality work for concrete mix designs specifications foundations form work rebar joints and embeds slab on ground planning for quality, planning for concreting, placing and finishing, common field problems, legal issues. And then at the back is all of the ASCC position statements. Now, keep in mind, this is up to 43. I think we're up to 46 or 47 now. But still, the value of these position statements is tremendous. We get calls all the time for from members that say geez we we have the cost of membership to join ASCC we just made that back in one phone call thanks a lot so these position statements are incredibly valuable so this is this is another yeah. that that should it should be on every superintendent's desk every foreman in the business should have one of these and what i say is that is the structural engineer should have a copy of this and the architects. There would be value for those folks to read this, to understand what it is they're putting on their drawings and specifications. Some cases they, they might not know. And so this is full of photographs and really good information. So when the folks put this together, they did a fantastic job. So, 60 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever it is, uh, fantastic, fantastic value there. Do you know the uh, origin of, the, of that manual? Like why did ACI and ASCC get together to put that one together? It's, it, it, I wasn't there in when this happened, but it's committee E703 concrete construction practices and you got who were the guys that were involved in this scott anderson bev garnett mike hernandez those are all folks that you know names you recognize and uh, and so on so 
it was a collaboration between a lot of people, experts, all experts in the field. We had a, an attorney wrote the helped with the the chapter on the legal stuff. So highly recommended. That should be on 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 all of the uh, superintendent at a minimum should have that on their desktop. And I think now it's available on PDF as well. I prefer the hard copy. PDFs get lost easy. If you've got that book on your desk, chances are you might pick it up and go through it from time to time. This is another one here that is, I don't don't know if the right word is underreported, but a lot of folks don't know about this one. Tolerances for Cast-in-Place Concrete Buildings, written by Bruce Supernant and Ward Malish. This has been out for quite a while. I don't think you can get the hard copy anymore. But it's definitely available on uh, on PDF at our website. It's $35 for crying out loud. This is a fantastic tour de force on tolerances. It's got the history of tolerances, all the ACI 117 information going back years and years, which is of value to know what were they looking at in the 1940s and 1950s. Sometimes it pays to be able to, uh, when you're arguing a case, to say, look, this is the way it used to be, and here's the way it is now. This is what changed, and this is why this is why that's of value. Uh, to me, I use this yeah. uh, all the time. I bought a bunch of hard copies when it was uh, when it when the hard copies were available because I, they would get dog-eared. I would go through them. I put sticky notes on them. I make marks on them, and then the thing would start to. I'd be using it so much it would come apart. So I would just get a replacement. So I bought a bunch of these. Can you can you, can you say that title again? What's the title? Tolerances for cast-in-place concrete buildings. And if you're a project engineer, if you're doing layout, if you're doing surveying, superintendents, I think, would find this of value. It's just, I, I, I can't crow enough about this one. It goes through all the different, all the different tolerance topics, and then specialty topics. Let's say you have a, a, a concrete core and the concrete guy builds that core exactly where it's supposed to go. And it has embeds in the wall. And then the steel guy comes in and he follows his tolerances exactly. It could very well be that it won't work. There's no coordination between the two. There's an overlap or there's a bust between the two trades. And so things like that are pointed out in this book. I can't say enough about it anyways. That, I think it's and anybody in the business that has anything to do with tolerances should have this on their, on, 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 on their desk. Another one, ASCC. Guide to the Design and Construction of Concrete Toppings for Buildings. If you're doing topping slabs, this is this is Scott Tarr, Ron Kozakowski, and Matt Sheehan. 
wrote this one. That's available on our website, uh, $35. I don't know how many calls I get. They have, guys have issues with topping slabs, bonded slab, unbonded, toppings on precast, and so on. Cracking in the toppings, that kind of thing. Probably, probably 100 pages or so, very well done. So if, if you're in the business and you're doing topping slabs, I would spend the, the $35 and get this. And I don't know, I don't think this is on PDF. It may be, it may just be a hard copy. It's not. I'm looking at it right now. It says low stock too. So <laughs> you guys uh, need to get some more, print some I, I, more I, books or get well, a, get the PDF version. Scott Tarr has been doing articles in computer national and so on for many years now he's on a lot of the committees and does good work and uh, this is really good uh, really good job on this document yeah i can't say the other guy's name it's scott tar and scott tar matt sheehan and matt sheehan yeah okay fantastic job on that and again 35 bucks man it just it's just staggering to me the uh not, to, not is that if you sign in if you're an ASCC member because the price i see right now is 55 not okay, that it well, matters well, it's well, 20 right, bucks. let's just say let's just yeah let's just say 55 yeah you, you get it's, in a problem on it it's not a 55 dollar problem right on a job yeah. no all these things that we're talking about the cost of these things that yeah it's well worth it some of these disputes you get into, they're tens of thousands of dollars. So buying some books is, what, what, on the other hand, it's minuscule. ASCC and ACI are both nonprofit organizations. And I think this just proves that, right? That they're not out there to soak you for dollars. A lot of these, a lot of these technical books, you go to buy structural design books or whatever, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And they're probably worth it at that price point. Mm -hmm. Here's another one that is fantastic work right here. This is by NRMCA, National Ready Mix Concrete Association, and ASTM, American Society of Testing Materials. It's the user's guide to ASTM C94 which is the specification for ready mixed concrete. And that's, we're in the concrete business and every day when we pour concrete, you're following C94. This is a, this is a part of your life right here. What these guys did was they took that standard line by line and explained and explain what it is, what it means, how they got there, what some of the history is behind it, and so on. And this one, I didn't know about this, probably till too late in my career. I wish I'd have known about this earlier, but it goes through a lot of the things that happen at the batch plant, different things about when can you add water, at the job site, what about batch deplacement time, the 90 minute rule and so on. So 
this is Gene Daniel and Colin Lobo. Just fantastic piece of work here. And this one is, I found the price was $89. Yeah, that's what I found. I'm on ASTM.org. And second so, edition. Is yeah. that the second edition? Yeah, and it's also available in searchable PDF. So yeah, that's my preference. You'll be you know, uh, toting around. Uh, you're going to have to tote around box truck to carry all this stuff, Jim. Yeah. It's not only searchable, but it's printable. And the ACI documents nowadays are searchable, but not printable. I don't know why that is, but that's the choice they made. And it's aggravating sometimes. I'd like to be able to print two pages from 318 or to, to, send, to send it to somebody that's called in and looking for some help. But uh, mm. you got to go through the thing where you do a screen cap and cut and paste or whatever. Yeah. Here's another one. Formwork for concrete. This is SP4, 8th edition. Before it had been many years, be, before they had, I don't know if it was 20 years or whatever, but this is the latest edition. Right now, it's $159 is what I saw on the ACI website. Again, this is a collection of, I don't know, 20 industry experts. They got together and wrote this. They spent obviously a lot of time, and uh, it's got the latest information, everything you want to know about formwork, material, cycling, shoring, reshoring, safety, all of that is is in this. And again, any superintendent that deals with formwork, I would recommend this be on their desk and i don't think this i don't know if this is available on pdf or not uh, it looks like it is it's uh, another protected pdf on aci's bookstore 264 159 for a member and then your formwork designer that you hire to do your your submittals at the beginning of a high-rise project he's going to be looking at this he's going to be living and breathing this anybody that orders materials it's how to form certain things are in here just a, just a fantastic a fantastic piece of work so highly recommended for the for the price there Let's see another one here. We talked about this a little earlier, but I want to mention one thing. ACI 302, Guide to Concrete Floor 
and slab construction. So this is pretty much everything you want to know about pump place finish, concrete slabs, and so on. But of value is page one, just this cover sheet. There's an introduction. Even with the best floor designs and proper construction, it is unrealistic to expect completely crack and curl free floors. Consequently, every owner should be advised by both the designer and contractor that it is completely normal to expect some amount of cracking and curling on every project and that such an occurrence does not necessarily reflect adversely on either the adequacy of the floor's design or the quality of its construction. So in other words, slabs crack, they move, and that's just what you get when you get concrete. And that's just the cover. That's even before you get into the document itself. And this is of value. Um, I have members use this all the time when they get a complaint. Oh, hey, Mr. Contractor, your, your slab's got a crack in it. We better tear it out. Or, Time for you to get out here and repair that crack. And this is, you're not even into the document, and this is very valuable to have. Which which version is that? What publication year is that one that you got? Is that the 2015? It's 302.1R-15, Guide to Floor and Slab Construction. Okay. Fantastic document. So all your place and finish guys, again, I would recommend all of the superintendents and foremen have a copy of this. And and, and I know, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they can't expect their foreman to be carrying a bunch of books around, but maybe just, just keep it at home or, or at least have them leaf through it and understand what's in here. I, I guarantee that you, you'll make money or you won't lose money if you know what's in these documents. Here's another one that's probably not for everybody, but it's on my bookshelf. ASTM. Significance of Tests and Properties of Concrete and Concrete Making Materials. I don't know what the, I don't know what the price of this one is. It, this one's probably a couple hundred bucks from ASTM. You're talking almost 700 pages. But pretty much everything you want to know about concrete, lightweight concrete, shotcrete, and so on is is in here and of course they refer to the ASTM C94s and so on all of the standards that are behind that and here you have a lot of the industry experts writing articles that explain pretty much the nuts and bolts what's behind a lot of these standards this one i find of value from time to time just recently, we had a case where there was a concern about concrete cover over reinforcing steel, and 
fire codes. And what it said in this book was, if you have the steel right at the surface of your wall, then you're going to have a problem with a fire. But as you get more and more cover, the the effect is less and less. And by the time you have three inches of cover, you should be able to hold the bar in your hand. So little things like that, just to put things in perspective. Um, yeah, I found it. Back to the ASTM.org site. It's 156 bucks. That's a bargain. And it's, P- and it's a PDF. It says this new edition or the new edition of this popular ASTM publication covers cement and concrete quality, ready mix concrete, sampling and testing techniques, strength testing, abrasion resistance, NDT. What's NDT? Non destructive testing. Oh, okay. Elastic properties, creep and relaxation concrete aggregates hydraulic cements and much more petrographic is, uh, examination time of set yeah, what's that all about bleed water what's that factors influencing workability air content um, yeah it's got 56 chapters durability Alkali silica reactions. What's that all about? Uh, hardened concrete, slag, shotcrete, cellular concrete, concrete for radiation shielding. We get that every once in a while. Somebody's the latest call we got was a veterinary clinic where they have a uh, a room set up for X-rays and all of that, and they had to have specialty concrete and steel-lined a vault there for the machinery and so on. All kinds of topics here. SCC, self-consolidating concrete. Mm -hmm. And just, again, so this is of value because you have industry experts that wrote, I'm going to call it a scholarly type paper, explaining all the topics that we just went through why you see certain things there's going to be this is based on testing and so on so i i I found it to be of value on my desk but this one i wouldn't expect say a foreman to be carrying around but a project manager or estimator i think would be this would be of value especially more management type than a field guy, let's say. Another thing, ACI 301, when we were talking, all they have to do is just mention in the specs work to be per ACI 301 and you own the first five chapters of this. But a lot of folks overlook or they don't realize that at the end of this document, there are two checklists there. 
mandatory requirements and optional requirements. And the mandatory requirements, that's there. The, if, if, if the design team is going to refer to 301 and make that a part of your contract, then they also are required to go through this mandatory checklist line by line and find the things that apply to your project and put them in your contract and make sure those items are covered. That's mandatory. There's no, that's mandatory language. It shall happen, but it's not, it's not, a, not, not an optional thing. Then there's also an optional checklist at the end that may or may not be used by the engineer but the mandatory for sure. And the same thing goes with ACI 117. A lot of guys look at the first three, four chapters of tolerances and they stop. But at the very end of that document is a mandatory checklist that would be a good idea for anybody to go through and just at least familiarize yourself with what's there so that when you get in a dispute on a job or whatever, and somebody's telling you you owe something, make sure you understand who owes what and why. Because a lot of times, the guy on the other end of the the other end of the phone, he doesn't know. A lot of these engineers and design guys don't know that there's a mandatory checklist at the end of one seventeen or at the end of three hundred one. I think there's a yeah. So that that, that that's why yeah. I was saying. It is it always pays to know the other guy's playbook <laughs> yeah that's a that's an understatement it, so we went through about a dozen references and it sounds like i was going to ask you what if, if you were to tell someone tell a concrete contractor of the dozen or so references we went through and said you got to have these three or four uh, of these references for sure obvious i think the, the obvious answer to one of them is aci 301 you definitely got to have aci 301 so what are the two or three other ones that you would say okay so because um, the one not the one go ahead if, if i wanted to cheat i would say get mnl 15 because there you get 117, 301, 302, 224. You get all those in that one file for, what is it, $190-some dollars. But if you only had one or two, I would go ACI 301 for sure. And that that is just, just open that up and just start going through page by page. And it's a great memory refresher. It's you're going to have to know this at one point or another, and you contractually own that. That's what you owe the project. So it's, uh, would you want somebody working for you out in the field producing work and they didn't understand what they owed the project? So that's the value in 301. And I think it's under yeah. underused, I think. Yeah. And so 301, MNL 15, the field reference. One uh, the 
R, the tolerance compatibility with other trades, huge value there because almost all the disputes you're going to get into has to do with the follow-on guy is beefing because your work doesn't meet his substrate requirements. It's the flooring guy or the block guy or the window wall guy or the curtain wall guy or the steel guy. It's everybody that comes after you. So this yeah. tells you how to deal with those situations, and it tells you what the other guy's tolerances are and what yours are. So when you go to that pre-construction meeting, you can talk to the architect or whoever's there and say, look, guys, we're the first ones out to shoot. We're going to be doing our work first. And we're going to take advantage of every tolerance envelope that we have. We're going, to, we're going to ride that thing. We're going to ride that envelope. The rest of these guys need to understand that we have industry tolerances and they need to adjust to us. So make sure that you've coordinated and understand that slab edge is going to be plus or minus one inch or the top of slab is going to be plus or minus three quarters. We own that's our tolerance. That's what we owe the job, and we reserve the right to give you what, what we owe you. Yeah. Yep. And then, obvious, maybe not obvious, but we talked a little, a lot about them last time. Was your uh, AESCC the position papers? So those are a great reference as well, and th those are free. It, yeah, they're at the back end of the quality guide. So that's a roundabout way of getting, but if you, if even somebody that's not an ASCC member can go to our website right now and read those position statements, you can't print them. There's a print wall. You have to be a member to be able to, to print those, but you can at least read them. And yeah, that's a free service that, that we provide to all the concrete contractors, whether you're a member or not. There's a lot of information on our website. That's free to everybody. Again, we're a nonprofit, so we're here to help each other. Nobody else is going to help us, so we got to help each other. Well, that that was great, Jim. I think this is a good spot to end today. Can you give out the, the best way to for folks to reach out to you, the Concrete Hotline? So what it is is that you can go to our you can go to our website and then there's an 800 number. I'm going to have to look it up because I never call it. My my phone number, construction hotline, is 1-800-331-0668. All right. And I'll put Jim's email in there and in the show notes. Sorry in the show notes for everybody just like last time so you can reach out to jim if you've got any problems and we'll get these I'll, we'll get these references we'll get the links to all of them so you guys know what we were talking about jim thank you for doing the show again today appreciate it no thanks th thanks a lot for having me and that concludes another episode of the concrete logic podcast i hope you got some value out of that episode and learned a thing or two if you did Visit our website, ConcreteLogicPodcast.com. Click on the Show Support tab and learn how you can be listed as a producer of an episode. 
Again, that's ConcreteLogicPodcast.com. Click on Show Support tab to learn how you can support the show. And as always, Mike Dutton will take us out. Put some diesel in the lights and wait till the trucks roll up And this ain't how most folks live their lives Dripping in sweat, working overtime But while they're tying their ties for their nine